Welcome to EU Code Week podcasts. We bring coding, computational thinking, robotics, and innovation closer to you, your community, and your school. Listeners, I am your host, Eugenia Casariego. Thank you for tuning in. With this series of podcasts, we would like to contribute to changing the education system in Europe and adapt it to a society that is getting more and more digitalized. I am myself also a member of the EU Corvic team, and I am working together with them to create and produce content to help teachers introduce coding and digital skills in their classrooms. going to talk about local teacher training courses. In EU Code Week, we strongly believe in the value of these courses as it brings Code Week closer to local level. And not only that, but it also helps teachers and educators in general develop skills and therefore empower them to take part on this very important initiative. But just in general, it also gives them the opportunity to explore new ways of using technologies with their students. We want to speak about these courses with two local organizers of training courses for EU Code Week. We have with us today Maria Zapara, from Greece and James Callus from Malta. Both of them are active leading teachers of Corvic and have also organized local teacher training courses of Corvic. Hello both. Can you introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell us about your experience promoting Corvic at local level? Hello to everyone. I'm Maria Tapara. I'm an early childhood educator and also I love STEM education, coding, and I'm a leading teacher for EU Code Week for Greece and also scientific ambassador. And I love to implement in my classroom ICT, board games, storytelling, and all of them implemented in the, the educational process. Uh, well, about promoting Code Week at the local level and um, sometimes in, uh, at an international level, since uh, 2018, I used to organize activities for my students and also to participate in the EU Code Week for All Challenges. And uh, sometimes I used to invite other teachers to be members uh, in uh, my alliance. And uh, last year, almost 150 teachers around uh, Greece participated uh, in our team, the Codely team. Last year, we also organized online and or face-to-face uh, webinars for teachers in order to know about EU Code Week and how to implement coding activities in their classrooms. Hello, everyone. My name is James Carlos, and I am the head of the Department of Digital Literacy within the Directorate for Digital Literacy and Transversal Skills within the Ministry for Education. I am also a new Code leading teacher. In my work, I work closely with the senior leadership team and educators in a number of schools to implement digital literacy in a cross-curricular way. I also work with students to empower them to become digital citizens. Throughout the year, I promote Code Week by working directly with educators and conduct tailor-made training sessions and co-teaching sessions to nurture students' digital competences. Code Week is also promoted through teacher educator programs, online training, twinning projects, the Malta Robo League, and through family coding sessions. During family coding sessions, parents are invited to attend sessions with their children to engage in coding and computational thinking problem solving activities. We also organize webinars to promote your Code Week throughout the year. 
with such varied experiences, it is a luxury and a pleasure to have you both here with us today and to bring you closer to the Gold Week community. So thank you very much for joining us. And among these, um, these great achievements, so this year you actually have decided to take an extra step and to pilot the teacher training courses of you Gold Week at local level. So I, I want to ask you, why have each of you decided to take these extra steps? For example, what gaps in teacher training, if any, did you aim to tackle with these courses? When attending the training organized by the UCODWIC team in 2019, I immediately thought to bring this experience to our educators. We have gone through a long journey, and thanks to the UCODWIC team, we managed to organize this training locally. We wanted to create a community of practice where educators are empowered to take the lead and promote coding and computational thinking within their communities by organizing activities, help other educators, and also organize activities for parents and students. Throughout the year, we conduct a number of coding and computational thinking activities, and the UCODWIC Summer School, through the establishment of the community of practice, will give us more insights how we can address these gaps in teacher training. We aim to keep on working with these participants throughout this scholastic year and beyond. To be honest, I was so motivated from our training uh, as leading teachers at the EU Code Week Spring School. So I also wanted to bring this experience to teachers here in Greece. Uh, there are so many kindergarten and primary school teachers being interested about the EU Code Week, but uh, they do not always know what is Code Week. Also, so many teachers willing for experimentation and innovation in the classroom and they want to know about on how you, uh, how to use programming tools and resources. And uh, I also wanted uh, our teachers to discover tools and methodologies in the education technology field to get inspired in coding and to discover educational practices in order to adapt them in their classrooms. That sounds very good to our listeners. I would clarify because both James and Maria have mentioned this. So we also centrally from the EU Code Week team organized these teacher training courses. We have done one face-to-face in 2019 where James was a participant indeed. And we have done this online in 2021 this year, um, spring school that Maria has mentioned. And so our goal was to bring these two trainings to the local level to bring COVID closer to people who, as Maria said, may not know what COVID is or may not know how to participate, or as James has mentioned, that may want deeper training into digital skills. And so you both have held these training courses this year. And so from what I understand, you have held these sessions online or face-to-face and what type of activities do you carry out with your participants? The EU Code Week Greek Autumn School was a five-day international online training course uh, that trained 66 uh, kindergarten teachers and primary school teachers and also took place uh, from 2 of September until uh, 6 of September. All sessions were held in Greek language and also there was a collaboration among Malta uh, Summer School uh, where the participants attending the CS Fundamentals workshop held by EU Code Week team. The course included 15 hours of instruction and 3 hours of individual work and there uh, were four synchronous sessions of uh, three hours each, one asynchronous session and of course uh, as I mentioned before one collaborative session among Malta and Greece. So Maria, James, Maria, you just mentioned that you did um, a collaboration among both the schools. Can you, can you tell us a bit more about so that you held the sessions together and what was the topic and why did you decide to collaborate? Uh, we have uh, a collaborative session uh, where the participants, both from Greece and uh, Malta, 
attended the CS Fundamental Workshop held by EU Code Week team. And also, uh, James invited us, uh, me and uh, my colleague Anthiar Kuli, to make a presentation uh, of the Code Week activities uh, from our e-twinning project, School Defenders of the Earth. It's an e-twinning project uh, that we held last year. Uh, so we presented uh, to the participants of uh, the Malta Summer School. James, can you then tell us more about your school? Was it held online or face-to-face? And what type of activities do you carry out? How do you organize it? So uh, the EU Code Week Malta Summer School was co-branded by the EU Code Week team in Brussels and the Directorate for Digital Literacy and Transversal Skills. This event was sponsored by the eSkills Malta Foundation. We also collaborated with the Faculty of Education within the University of Malta, Dr. Leonard Buzutil and Dr. Diane Vassallo, who are members of the Faculty of Education, will be conducting research with the participants who attending the Ecolvic Malta Summer School throughout the scholastic year. The sessions were held online due to the COVID-19 situation at that time. The sessions focused on the EU Ecolvic Grassroots Initiative, the research process, coding and computational thinking concepts, coding and computational thinking in schools, DCS Fundamentals Curriculum, sessions which were which was delivered by the eCodeWeek team, game approaches in computational thinking, computational thinking through applied coding and robotics, and coding digital stories. Towards the end of the program, we also asked uh, all participants to embark on an action plan to be able to follow all participants uh, throughout this scholastic year. We will also support them if they ask for our help, and this will also enact the research process uh, throughout this scholastic year. That's wonderful to hear, um, just to see that it actually took shape and took place, you know, in both Greece and Malta. So it's very exciting to hear you both about your plans. And, and so now I'm curious about this one thing. So you both have mentioned that sessions were held online, which on the one hand, it allowed both your schools to collaborate and to meet together, let's say meet, uh, so to say, online, in the online environment. And so now I'm curious about how do you foster um, the interaction between participants in online environments? How do you ensure that there was an atmosphere of cooperation and collaboration among educators at the local level? Which tools or techniques do you apply, for example? Well, the training session uh, have to be uh, simple and remain simple. We, uh, we selected tools that enable uh, the trainers to share their screens uh, with the other participants. Also, uh, the online trainings were uh, as interactive as possible. And so we uh, run uh, break the ice and wrap up activities by using uh, Web2 tools such as Genially, Mentimeter, Padlet, Gifmania and others. And also try to create a friendly atmosphere. And I think that the most important is to find the time to share and exchange ideas. Uh, I believe that uh, the time it was a major issue uh, in our uh, Code Week uh, school. Uh, the organization team was a three-member team. Uh, Athanasia Zafiropoul and Margarita da Coronia, who also are uh, leading teachers and uh, helped with the organization of the training and also participated as presenters. And also I have to mention that we also had the support of several leading teachers and ambassadors from EU Code Week here in Greece, who also participated as uh, guest speakers. And uh, it was very important for us uh, that through this training, teachers have the opportunity to get to know better the European Code Week and how they could participate in this initiative. That's right. I think one very valuable thing that I saw in, in the program of, of 
the Greek Autumn School as well as the Maltesers, the difference among speakers and how many different experts you had to collaborate in. And so I have a follow-up question because you just mentioned your team, Maria. So how many participants did you have? We have uh, 155 applications. Initially, uh, we wanted to make a training for 40 uh, kindergarten and primary school educators. But uh, after uh, this number, uh, we selected 66 uh, educators. And how about in Malta, James? So in Malta, we had um, 16 participants and the majority managed to attend all the sessions. Oh, that's fantastic. Let's have now a look at your teacher training journey and the experiences that you have both made. Now we're talking about your participants. Maria, you explained a bit your team behind it and you've explained a bit the goals as well, James, of your courses. So I want to get a bit of an insight into the key motivation of your participants to join the local courses. So if you would give me in a couple of sentences, why did most of your participants join your courses? What would you say it would be these two main reasons? Learning is a lifelong journey and I consider this as one of the main motivating factors for participants to attend local training courses. In fact, these are good uh, learning opportunities where participants can discuss how to implement emerging ideas stemming out from research in our local context. In fact, three of the participants who attended the EU Code Week Malta Summer School also enrolled in the EU Code Week online bootcamp and we created a study group. Uh, Dr. Leonard Bozettil and Dr. Diane Vassallo also form part of this of this study group. So we're having um, uh, we're discussing a lot of issues related to coding and computational thinking. That's great to hear, Maria. If you would uh, narrow down the key motivation of your participants, what would you say they be? Would you agree with uh, what James has said? Would you have something else to add? Yes, I agree with James. And also I believe that uh, uh, educators want to be a member uh, of uh, this uh, unique community, uh, this learning community, and also have the opportunity uh, to learn from each other, to exchange ideas, uh, to learn from expertise educators and uh, see how they implemented uh, all these coding activities in their classroom. And also I believe that the language, uh, because there are many teachers in Greek, that they face problems with uh, uh, the English language. So it was an opportunity that this training was in Greek language. I believe that also a key motivation for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was a bit the goal with um, localizing teacher training because there's so much we can do from the Central Yukodvik team. Like we can only offer training in, in English, of course, to make it accessible to everyone. But I think the key, one of the, the, the key interests that we had in, in localizing, um, was basically the language because, um, undeniably it's, uh, it's a barrier to access international opportunities. So we are very thankful that you have both brought Codevik closer in your local languages. So, so that's fantastic. And so Maria James, you have been giving us a bit of an insight into your participants, not just the number, but as well what drew them to a training course. And I'm now just wondering about their profile. Are these training courses suitable for teachers who are new to coding? Well, uh, I believe that through this uh, training course, we, we try to encourage uh, more people to start programming and to create uh, with code. Uh, the main goal uh, was to make uh, computational thinking, coding, programming, robotics and uh, digital skills available and attractive to teachers that do not have a relevant background. 
but uh, also I believe that um, creativity and curiosity and collaboration uh, was uh, the key motivation for this training. Uh, coding, uh, I believe that's one of the most important skills uh, uh, for all of us and uh, nurtures creativity and uh, coding enables computational thinking. I believe this uh, training goes for, for all. Yeah, I think that captures it very well. What do you say about these games? Would you agree? Was your training also open to everyone, regardless of the experience with coding? Or did you seek to have participants a bit more experienced in coding? What's, uh, what's your take on this? From our side, um, the tr this train the trainer course was open to all educators. Educators coming from primary and educators coming from secondary. And we didn't ask any particular uh, competences that educators uh, need to have prior to joining our event. So um, apart from gaining new insights, how to implement coding and computational thinking in a cross-curricular way. During this train the trainer course, uh, participants had the opportunity, first of all, to participate and share their thoughts with the whole community. They also had the opportunity to form a community of practice where peer teaching and peer learning occurs. Teachers who are new to coding can learn from the experience of others by engaging in collaborative opportunities throughout this scholastic year and this was one of our aim we wanted to have a group of educators who are motivated uh, who are um, interested to bring their experience to their local community in their school and we are trying to create this um, community of practice within their school environments with the aim of having a pool of educators who can, apart from promoting coding and computational thinking, they will also have the opportunity to collaborate with us in local events. That actually sounds great. And later on, we'll, we'll discuss a bit more about how to make the impact less. But for now, I, I want to focus on something you have both mentioned. So you have both mentioned the value of peer learning. Um, you have mentioned that this was a key component of the way that you plan the training courses and the way that you encourage collaboration among your participants. And so from the coding team, we really value the interdisciplinary teaching aspect of coding and digital skills. So how, how did you go about, Maria, especially um, since you haven't detailed yet, uh, how do you go about fostering this peer learning experience during the training course? Well, I, I believe that it's um, this training was uh, organized from uh, teachers to teachers. This was the concept. So because uh, we were three leading teachers to organize this event, we have the support of U-Code Week. And then we invite, uh, of course, we had uh, a guest speaker from the University of uh, Western Macedonia, but all the other speakers uh, were teachers, kindergarten teachers, primary school teachers, ICT teachers. So we all uh, were teachers. Yeah, indeed, I think there is a lot of value in this idea that it's two teachers, but it comes from teachers as well. And it comes supported, of course, by the community, such as the ministry, in the case of Malta, the university as well. But there's, there's, I think there's a strong component in peer learning, a strong value in this, you know, being on the same level, like peer learning as it is, no? I want to now to move on in our coding journey with some practical tips and recommendations for our listeners. James, 
Maria, what would your advice be to our listeners who would also like to localize a Codebeak teacher training course? First of all, motivation and determination are very important to make the event a successful one. In fact, we also had um, a number of teachers who also delivered the sessions in our program. Uh, it is important to have a team of motivated educators who are committed to make the event a successful one. That is very important. It is also important to decide whether the event will focus on short-term or long-term goals. In our case, we are looking at long-term goals. Ideally, also, research in community is done to check who would like to participate in this event, like we did. In fact, we had um, experts also from different entities who supported us. So once you start planning, um, it's like a domino effect and the pieces of the puzzles at the end, it will uh, come together. And at the end, you will realize that you have created and you have done something uh, for the local community. When you think about all the effort and all the work uh, to organize such an event, and when you see it come to fruition, that is something which make me say, yes, I will do it again <laughs> in the near future, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant to hear, James. And I really very much like the image that you mentioned of the domino, you know, that it's a matter of taking the first step and then everything will fall together, you know, especially if you rely on the community. What do you think, Maria? Would you, would you agree as well? And what's your secret recipe for success? I have to say, find other crazy, motivated, inspired teachers uh, to be your uh, team members, to be your guest speakers. And uh, I believe this is a, a recipe. And also have an idea, get inspired. And uh, we also have to set uh, specific goals and set the characteristic of the, our participants uh, that we want to train. Because uh, in our uh, autumn school, our participants were from uh, were primary school teachers and uh, kindergarten teachers. Uh, so you also have to create a team that uh, all together organize the training, share responsibilities, uh, make a plan, discuss every detail, and uh, also share it and exchange ideas, make brainstormings. But I believe this time it, uh, it was a great experience for all of us. I'm so very glad to hear. So, so it's a bit of planning with uh, craziness now. Yes. <laughs> planning with time, crazy planning. That's, that's really motivating and energizing to hear your words. Yes. And uh, I also have to say, even uh, the training was uh, 15 hours and we all believe that it was, uh, okay, 15 hours. Uh, the participants said, ah, only 15 hours <laughs> and we want more and we wanted to, we want you to run the second round of uh, autumn school uh, <laughs> or a spring school or a summer school, or a winter school. We don't know what. <laughs> and we would be very happy to have more Greek schools. I would like just a, a short comment. I totally agree with Maria here. As I've said, when you think about where we started from and you start planning and then you start contacting uh, teachers and speakers and then something crops up which might uh, hinder the planning. But at the end of the day, 
we both managed to deliver the program to our educators. I mean, that's fantastic. That's what we are here for as leading teachers to promote coding and computational thinking and digital creativity to nurture the next generation uh, of students. And uh, in all we do, in all we do, we try to empower our learners to become digital citizens. So that's our main role as leading teachers and even our main role uh, in our workforce as well. Um, and so I wanted to just finalize, you know, in a good note. So how to make the impact last? James, you have commented on your community of practice on how you're going to have this face-to-face meeting in November. Maria, I am aware that you're also planning a certain number of uh, follow-up training courses, perhaps face-to-face. Is that correct? How are you planning this next kind of phase of the training course? Yes, uh, we have a new initiative, EU Code Week, uh, Coded Local. I, we are going to run a, a training in uh, Perama. Uh, it's a six-day blended, uh, no, six-day, six, day, six uh, meetings. I don't know how to say, uh, blended learning training course uh, that aims to equip uh, kindergarten teachers that teach in public kindergartens uh, in Perama here in Greece. We also have the support of EU Code Week. And uh, Professor Thadanos Bratic is from the Creativity, Innovation, Technology and Education Lab from the University of Western Macedonia and the Municipality of Perama. Uh, so we are going to run this uh, training uh, from November to December. And then from January, we're thinking to make more learning journeys and uh, code it local through Greece. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds fantastic, Maria. That's brilliant. <laughs> and to sum up a bit, our conversation today. We have discussed a bit what are local training courses, how you have gone about it, and how you have actually successfully implemented them online, which may be tricky, and actually how you have found a way to even cooperate across countries. We have also discussed the value of these training courses. We have discussed the value of the peer learning experiences, but as well of the fact of implementing it at local level and the fact that it's open to everyone, regardless of experience with coding or even the age level or the age group of their students. And so we have lately also talked about um, of how to make the impact class. We have talked about blended learning and also um, face-to-face courses as a way to continue learning and also how to implement um, of, uh, implementing study groups. And so I think this is a great uh, example of localizing tra- teacher training experiences uh, from the code week. So, so congratulations to both. And my la- very last question is, is there something else each of you would like to add before we close the episode? Well, I have only to say that coding is for everyone. Coding connects us and does not meet borders. So keep coding. Yes, I agree with Maria. And uh, I would like to finish by, first of all, thanking the EU Code Week team. You inspired me way back in 2019. I found my way to replicate the training uh, in the local context. And I'm very happy to have achieved this. I encourage um, other leading teachers to take the lead. Because once you see all the work and once you see the end results, it is it is really a great achievement and really hope I will have the opportunity to reorganize this training again and keep on working and collaborating with the EU Code Week team. That's fantastic. And also, James, we have to make a new autumn school, I don't know, here in Greece or in Malta. And so we have the chance to collaborate again. Yes, I totally agree. A face-to-face this time. <laughs> <laughs> Although we only met uh, virtually, we managed to collaborate uh, well together 
It was a great experience. And we have also had a great opportunity to learn in, uh, from both of you. So Maria, James, thank you very much for joining us today for this EU Corvid podcast episode. It's been a pleasure to hear from both of you. And um, so to our listeners, uh, thanks a lot for tuning in to another EU Corvic podcast episode. We hope that this episode has given you some ideas on how to get started about localizing teacher training courses and how to gain insight into the organization of these courses that can potentially have a lot of value to your local context, especially to educators in your area who are interested in uptaking digital skills and to bring teacher training closer to your local context. And that has given you some insight into how to get started and how to go about bringing coding and computational thinking closer to uh, the classrooms in your area or to your own classroom. So in case you want to get involved or organize a similar event, go to corvic.eu. You can find a lot of tutorials, learning bits and materials and more information about these events, but as well about the community. And I invite you to check the Corvic blog where you're going to find very similar stories and to keep track of our social media channels where you're going to find a lot of information about similar opportunities. So Tune in next time for a new episode of the EU Corvid podcast episodes. Goodbye.